0: From the Tulsa world, this is the OU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Eric Bailey
1: and Mason Young. Oklahoma loses for the second time in a row, a 27-24 defeat at Oklahoma State, bringing Bedlam to a close on the short end of things. And as much as this loss hurts because of the Bedlam ramifications, I really think it means a lot more to Oklahoma in the direction that they're going heading into November. Mason, this is a tough loss to absorb. A lot of self-inflicted wounds, a lot of uh, mistakes, just a little bit of everything, which led to a, a one-possession loss.
0: Yeah, it it can't it can't feel good to go out this way, right? You're playing Oklahoma State for the last time before you're going to go into the SEC. There's that, you know, in-state pride on the line, uh, and they came to Stillwater and, and fell flat. You think about, you mentioned some of the self-inflicted errors in this in this game. Uh, you had two fumbles, one where just a horrible snap hits Javante Barnes in the face, and uh, he and Dylan Gabriel tried to save the ball. They end up fumbling it away, and then uh, that was in, this, in, the, in the first half. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel wasn't ready for the ball. hadn't even clapped yet. And, you know, they spike the snap off his ankle and it rolls away and OSU recovers it. Uh, just, just stuff like that. You can't have the penalties were a big issue today too, especially, uh, and you wrote about this, but how ex- inexcusable it was that for the second straight week, you know, you had a, a bench penalty. This one called on Brent Venables and, Yes, kind of peculiar. It sounds like he didn't really say anything in particular uh, to the ref that uh, we can debate whether or not you know he should have been penalized, but you know, he stepped out on the field and 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 you know put himself in that situation to where the ref felt like he was over the line and that came right after um, you know another defensive penalty. So second week in a row where they had uh, a, essentially a 30 yard penalty. Uh, just stuff like that, man. I mean, it it's really starting to pile up for this team, just the lack of discipline. That's all they talked about early, why they were having success. It's it, its all they talked about, the difference between this year's team and last year's team, and now these past two games, the losses to Kansas and Oklahoma State.
1: Things are starting to fall apart in that regard. Everything seemed to start okay for Oklahoma after OSU took a 7 nothing lead. Uh, Gavin Salchuk, who uh, we were wondering who the running back was going to be, was it going to be Tawee Walker, who was injured, who we did see in the fourth quarter. But Gavin Salchuk reeled off the longest play from scrimmage this year—a 64-yard run to make it seven-seven. Uh, Salchuk ends with 111 yards, uh, and it looked like the offense was going okay. But you mentioned that second, that third series, second drive, when Oklahoma could have went in for a score and they were moving. They had a 49-yard pass from Gabriel to Nick Anderson that set things up, and then they had the bad snap. It just seems like momentum. Every time something good was happening, they just don't like prosperity. Jeff Lubby mentioned it after the game, too. All three turnovers came on first downs as well. Um and We go back to the mistakes. I mean, in a game like this, there's a fine line between winning and losing, and those mistakes, they even, you know, become higher uh more noticeable. And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned the penalty on Brent Venable's You know, when I asked him about the penalty after during his press conference afterwards, and Brent looked incredible, credulous. He said, "I didn't know what I was going to get a penalty." Said he, he, "It almost like it it still surprises him after the game that he got 15 yards." And we saw the video. He came out almost to the numbers, arguing a pass interference. Brent said he didn't cuss at the guy just kind of just let us you know let him know his feelings and the flag was quick in fact the same official picked up the flag he threw for the pass interference and picked it off the ground threw that same flag up for 15 yards on Brent Venables so Mm -hmm. it's almost like a two for one 35 yards total on that drive out of the 97 it was uh it was the the drive that gave Oklahoma State the 24-21 lead all momentum and then of course uh, the first play on the ensuing drive by Oklahoma that had the bad snap field credit to Oklahoma's defense 27-21 and, and Mason, I was surprised because of where they were at. You know, Oklahoma had, what was it, fourth and six, maybe, when it was 27 21 in the fourth quarter. You wondered what, if they were going to go for it. Uh, I'm sorry, it was four, uh, fourth and 12. So it was a long distance uh, from the OSU 18. Uh, didn't know if they were going to go for it or not. And that, that play came, that decision came one after the Stoops' uh, possible pass interference that you're writing about went for the field goal. So, and they got what they wanted. They got the defense to get a stop. And then what happened after that is we all know, once again, Dylan Gabriel's trying to guide Oklahoma to a win and uh, came up short with a, you know, the fourth down conversion, needing five yards, only getting three. I think one of the
0: other things that really sticks out to me in this Eric is uh, especially in the third quarter, just, you know, how how regularly this offense failed to capitalize after the defense did good things. You know, they start the they start the second half with Dylan Gabriel throws into double double coverage and he throws an interception. Not a great way to start. Uh, but you know, the defense makes up for it. They get a they get a turnover on downs. Robert Spears Jennings, the broken arrow kid steps up and stuffs Ollie Gordon on fourth and short, and it's a turnover on downs. Oh, you did capitalize on that one, right? They they march down the field. Uh, Dylan Gabriel hits a 26-yard completion to Drake Stoops. And then right after that, Tommy Walker comes into the game, first carry of the day, 23 yards, houses it. And OU's got the 21-17 lead. All the momentum is on their side at this point. And, and they continue to add to that with another turnover on downs right after that. Trace Ford, the Oklahoma State transfer, the sort of ire of Cowboys fans going into this game. Stuffs Ollie Gordon on fourth and short. Same thing that happened the the drive before. So two consecutive turnovers on downs forced by OU's defense. And you think about what OU's offense did after that, a turnover on downs of its own. You know, that that was where uh, Gabriel shot for Brendan Thompson and didn't get it. Uh, And then they had an interception. Like OSU literally ran a trick play with Ollie Gordon, who was a high school quarterback, you know, throwing the ball. And he threw it right at Billy Bowman for an interception. And OU didn't score off that drive either. They punted. It, it's just the the examples of still where this where complimentary football eludes this team. We, we talked a lot about that last year. That was every game that they lost was offense and defense not complementing each other at the right times. And it's starting to show up again
1: here uh, in this middle part of this year. So, where does Oklahoma go from here? They got West Virginia in Norman after back-to-back road games. They they got the Mountaineers, who Brent Venable says that's going to be a tough game for the Sooners. I just think it needs a hard reset across the board, and and it's hard to believe. That, you know, two weeks ago, seven and zero after escaping UCF, things were still out in front of them. You know, the college football playoff rankings were about to come out in ten days, and now after back to back losses, don't even worry about the playoffs on Tuesday night. I don't think there's really any reason to watch those rankings now. You got to try to fix what's going on now, and um, and then also, you know, even the Big Twelve championship game. I mean, it's it's. I don't know how they can get there. There's so many different scenarios that have to take place when Oklahoma seemed just destined to play in that game one last time. Now so much things have to happen in front of them to make it to the to the uh, call it, or to the Big 12 championship game. So just a disappointing setback here in Norman. And I'm just curious what's going to happen, what the mindset of this team is going to be. I mean, how are they going to finish with these three regular season games? How are they going to handle it? Uh, Billy Bowman had an interesting quote he said it's not like we're two and seven we're seven and two we can still end up with a double digit win total and that's what we're going to go for you know if you're a coach you love to hear that if you're a fan it's probably not what you want to hear because you'd rather be nine and oh or at least eight and one today but I, I think that's the mentality everyone has to have going strong because especially not only for this year but for the move to the SEC next year right it it, it really hurts like i,
0: I I'm sure for those guys it really hurts. You know, Dylan Gabriel didn't sound like he was super, you know, happy, thrilled to be talking to us post-game after how that game went. And, you know, Drake Stoops talked about it being water under the bridge, but that play to him does uh, you know, loom really large. It, it looks like the the DB was pulling on his arm and and you know, pulling him to the ground, pulling him out of bounds, not really giving him a, a chance to make a play on the ball. And he somehow still caught it. Um, I think the crazy thing is, you know, if they reviewed it, they might find that you know he got his feet in bounds and made the catch, um, but you know, it, there there's a possibility that it should have been past interference, and I think that's certainly you know what OU uh, would have wanted, and uh, you know, it's just it's just another it's another tough moment. It's 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 just like last week, some of the you know the plays they had that didn't go their way um these these tough moments are, are continuing to pile up for this team and uh like you said, you know be really really curious to see how they respond moving forward um you know do they like what are what are their goals i mean obviously you know you mentioned he's just trying to get to double digit wins but uh you know do you uh wh- what just how do they how do they view the rest of the season right because it's gonna be really hard to get back into the big Joe championship picture. Like that's, that's, that's a heck of a climb. And so do you view it as like, I, how do they, how do they look at this? Like, are they, you know, do they feel good about their chances to get there? Or or do you kind of, uh, you know, be, do you get complacent? Like, do you, you know, you would hope that coming off the the year that they had last year, that, that it wouldn't just be good enough that they're better this year than they were last year. But, You know they would keep digging and keep pushing and 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 try to you know have a chance to get back into the championship game. So we'll see how they respond. Uh, You know West Virginia is going to be a challenge. They're a lot better this year than they've been in recent years. And uh, uh, you know we've all talked about long the week after that is the trip to Provo to face BYU. Right? We've long talked about a game that being a game that OU could potentially lose. So uh, we're 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 about to we're about to find out what you know what this team's got it'll also be interesting to see uh, moving forward if they play toward the future. Uh, You know, if we, if we see, if we start to see some guys that um, they need to, you know, develop for next year for the SEC,
1: you know, getting some more time moving forward. You know, and you mentioned that, I mean, this is an important time. I mean, do they look toward the future or do they try to build upon the veterans on this team? I think that's important too. Uh, That's a good, very good point because you're, you're staring at an SEC schedule, uh, should come out anytime, I think, too. We should see when the dates are. I mean, we're late. We're in November. We're still waiting for that first SEC schedule. So, um, Oklahoma again loses 27 24 in the final Bedlam regular season game. Uh, a couple little house cleaning tips uh, house cleaning. Uh, Danny Stutzman did not play. Uh, Grant Venable said they were hopeful he would play even up to game time that he may get out there. It just sounds like it's either an ankle, toe, foot, lower leg. What's we'll called, lower leg? Because we're not for sure what exactly it is. But it just sounds like it was just, just too tough. Ginger Williams did come back, uh, but then went out. Uh, Jim, Brent was made it sound like it was no big deal, but his shoulder popped out of socket. And they popped it back in. So we'll see what happens. But that just, yeah, it was funny how Brent was made that. That's just so nonchalant that, yeah, shoulder popped out of socket. So they lost him for the second half, that which was hurtful, too, because you really need his – he's just been pampered with injuries lately. Tawi Walker did appear back in the game, in fact, had a touchdown run, had a pretty impressive touchdown run uh, for the Sooners as well. Uh, what do you go, 20, 23 yards, and it finished with 59, I think. Does that sound right? I've got the stats right here. I guess I can look it up. Uh, yeah, 59 yards for Tawi Walker in his first game – or, you know, after last week, so that's two back-to-back pretty decent games. He averaged 7.4 yards per rush. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, you know, we talked about his game 26 to 37 for 344 with one touchdown, of course, had a one interception when he's trying to throw to Brennan Thompson late one of the three turnovers, uh, you know, it's safe to say that Oklahoma was a little bit more aggressive this week than they should have been than they were last week. In fact, uh, in passes uh, over 20 yards, they took uh, seven shots. Uh, they were only two for seven, but they took seven shots, uh, passes over 20 yards, where last week it just didn't happen. I think they only had two. So, uh, Mason, so uh, we'll see what happens on Monday, I guess. So we get to talk to players Monday and Venables on Tuesday. Yeah, it. it
0: you hate this point in the season, right, because you know, they're, guys just get a lot quieter, right? There's not so much you can say after uh, – after you know, two straight losses in, in the fashion that they happen. Uh, So, but, but we'll be, inter- it will be interesting to see, you know, what they think of West Virginia and, and how they're going into preparation for that game. Uh, You mentioned Tommy Walker, you know, obviously he's going to continue to get some run this season, but the guy that really had a really good game is Gavin Sawchuk. I mean, he had over hundred yards and had a touchdown. And uh, to that, to that point I made earlier of continuing to develop, develop for the future, you know, he's someone that they need to continue to, give more and more reps because uh he's he's been very good in, in short bursts these past couple games. And then, you know, today he was with that that big run you talked about at the beginning, 64 yards or whatever it was, uh he, you know, he really was all of a sudden on the radar and, and did some really good things today. So uh, you know, that's a guy and and, and I still I still want to see more of Brendan Thompson. I don't understand why he's not getting on the field as much as he is. Uh but because I mean obviously he made something good happen in the Kansas game last week and uh you know he had some he had some decent snaps today as well. So uh it'll be interesting to see if if they trend toward using those guys more uh moving forward. I, I bet especially with solid check they will. And yeah, we'll find out we'll find out this week, uh, you know, what other what other dynamics are shifting. I mean, I think, you know, assuming Danny Stutzman comes back next week, uh As much as Jaron Kanek struggled today, you know, one of Kobe or uh, Kobe McKenzie and Kip Lewis is, you know, probably going to be a starting linebacker moving forward. And that's going to be an important part of their growth as well. So uh, I feel like we're going to we're going to see a lot of, you know, potentially new uh, new things with this team uh, moving forward as they try to, you know, address some needs and make some changes here after two to two really disappointing losses.
1: Up next for the Sooners, West Virginia game time has not been announced yet. I don't think we should maybe get it later tonight or first thing tomorrow. So we should know what the game time for Saturday's contest. The Mountaineers just throttled BYU today, 37 to 7 in Morgantown. So this is going to be a tough, tough game for the Sooners. Uh, West Virginia has really turned things around. Neil Brown, he, he felt slighted at the beginning of the year when people voted his team last in the preseason poll. So they've really proved doubters wrong. Uh, and then, of course, Oklahoma goes to BYU uh, two weeks from now, too, so – uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Mason, it was good uh, having you on. It's tough uh, Tough talking about this, but everyone out there, we appreciate all you checking out all our coverage. Mason and I will break down to, uh, today's game and, and Sunday's Tulsa World. Nate Bacon, our freelance videographer, got some great stuff, and that will be online as well. And also, as always, we'll have a post-game podcast as well as a midweek podcast breaking down what's said during the practice sessions. Uh, we talked to Brent Venables on Tuesday, get players on Monday night. So we'll break down what they're seeing and their thoughts on this loss. So, anywhere you get your, any platform you get your uh, podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you use, uh, will be here for you. And please continue to read our work at TulsaWorld.com.